We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score. Chicago. No sleep for Brooklyn. No sleep till Dan Bernstein, Layla Rahimi. DeRozan crossing over Durant. 19 footer. Got it! What a play by the Bartolomeo on KD. DeRozan with the spin on Royce O'Neal. Turnaround jumper. 19 footer. Got it! And the Mortimer's with back-to-back hoops. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. The Bulls are about to snap a 12-game win streak by the Brooklyn Nets, and this ball game is over. Bulls win! Bulls win! Bulls win! Let's dance! 121-112. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Yeah. That's more like it. You know, you see a guy put up, what, 28 in the first half in Durant, and I I can't prove it. I don't know what happens at halftime, but I know a proud professional locker room can look at each other like, hey, we can't let a guy get 71 and then let a guy go for 60 against us in back-to-back games. So we're going to let him go for 44. 44 you can live with. Anything short of 50 with it from that guy, from a, you know, one of the greatest scorers of all time. You, you take you, it. You, you can live with, but there was a little pride on the line that, that, that there were they they were able to remain disciplined late, and I was worried about that starting to crumble because it, it does with them sometimes, especially with Caruso out. When he turns his ankle, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. That 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 meant something to me for them to be able to, to remain stitched together with him out. Yes. Credit to the Bulls for beating the hottest team in the NBA when we – said, oh, we don't like the looks of this schedule that's coming up. Nets, Sixers, et al. I still and don't like it, frankly. look what happened. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, like, like, do I think that Joel Embiid could easily score 50 against the Bulls? Yes, I do. Now, he he missed last night's game, right? That's... Oh, yeah, I got to look at that. I got to look at the status. Also, uh, can we all collectively giggle at Ben Simmons' dribbling? <laughs> what? <laughs> he needs to go to the guy who Cody White went to. Yeah, I, I, I Kobe White went to Mr. Dribble too much. I, I I feel I feel kind of bad about that. I mean, I, I know we should. We make so much money to play a kids' game. I I know, but it's never fun to watch somebody who has some version of the thing, and he he's got he's got he's, he's on the thing spectrum somewhere for the sports problems. Yeah, I'm not doing this if he's still with Philly. 
But when he's in a game and his team has just won 12 in a row, I'm like, yeah, you're all right. Like, you'll be fine. You're in a nice little nest. But that's a hell of a win. And and they've had them. This mediocre team has had a lot of good wins. It's weird. It's really, really it's the, weird. It's the exact opposite of last year. Yes. Where last year they were, what, 1-14 against the top something like three or four teams in the Eastern Conference. It was some stat that was akin to that. I don't. I can't recall it immediately off the top of my head. You know what we need? A term. We need a word. Because Bumslayer is is the, the I believe the first time I heard it was Jason Goff years ago who coined the term Bumslayer. And, and and if he didn't coin it, I don't know who to whom else to, to give credit. What do you call the opposite of a bumslayer? Last night I called them NBA standing chaos agents. Okay, that that I think because that's, that's all they're doing is busting up the NBA standings. Yeah, that's descriptive. I mean, spoiler at the end of a season kind of thing. But what do you call a team that only beats good teams? Achievers. They're not overachieving. <laughs> they're, they're just. They're not underachieving. They average out to just achieving. But they're kind of overachieving. What do you, what are they six and one? No, against... you can't overachieve when you've underachieved. Uh, then you're just achieving. You're achieving? Is that like being whelmed? Yes. It's exactly what that is. Or how I say my favorite kind of redemption is redemption. <laughs> Man, nobody loves grammar humor more than this show. Let's wake up to that. Airhorn. DJ Airhorn. Uh, <laughs> should we just take it Let's back to- Let's go grammar! <laughs> Can we just take it back to transition yesterday? <laughs> With Grody and Gabe, I was laughing to myself like a lunatic on the escalator. People were staring at me because they thought it was crazy when I was leaving here because we were like, tornado. I just, my favorite part was how uncomfortable Gabe was getting because we thought, because we were subtweeting Styles and Roman and we weren't directly. He's like, yeah, because when you were doing the cut, I said, no, the country thing. I And then you're like, well, you know, they went and did country. Like, oh yeah, they did. But that was not my intent. No, we were just. That I felt bad after. We were just doing. A bit, and I was crying, laughing. How we were like, "Hey, what's up with all these tornadoes? They gotta stop!" And then you're like, "Tornado, tornado!" Like, and then like did you see the to Backstreet Boys song? <laughs> and then did you see that Central Illinois had like five tornadoes yesterday or the day before? Paul Diano said they had one in Gibson City. Well, I, I wasn't tracking just Gibson City, but they said I they don't had, know. That's, I don't even know that's what the hell that is. I heard about. But they had five. There's, their other school is Melvin Sibley. Together, they make a high school football team. Wow. I had to do the IHSA playoff pairing show when I moved here. They just threw me into that. Do you remember it? Yeah. Oh, see, I would I would do it, and then it would uh, it would all be gone. That's how I know about the Genoa Kingston Cogs and the Freeport Pretzels. I know Freeport Pretzels just because I worked in Rockford, and, and you know, it's at Freeport. What is it? Nick 10 or whatever it is. And, Northern Illinois Conference. Yeah, I don't see, even remember. There, there are several suggestions coming in here for what you... Are they in the MAC? Who? Northern Illinois. Yes, but the, it's the Northern Illinois Conference. It's the high school oh, conference Oh, the high school there. conference. My it's bad. like uh, Auburn and Boyle. If yeah, like, the fact that they're named here is something that I couldn't ever quite... I, I, uh, could, I could never go to absorb. a high school called Boylan. Even though that's like the the, the that's the, the growth play the, the private uh, high school you know famous basketball program out there, but if I, could you imagine like Boylan High School and it's just you know I'm, you prepare the road for the child and not the child for the road and it says over the door as you go in. 
At least on that level, it would make sense. Jim Boylan High School. Suggestions for what we would call the opposite of a bum slayer. Dragon slayer, king slayer. All those things imply that they were doing something good, like with the bad opponents. Like they're a dragon slayer, but they're not like a rat slayer. I I don't know. But whatever they're doing, if they just listen. If you don't slay the rats, they give you plague and you die. My job is to prepare the child for the road, not the road for the child. (laughs) Tornado. (laughs) Tornado. Yo, what's up with all these tornadoes? Like, we got to stop them. It's so windy up in here. You know what I'm saying? This show is off the hook. (laughs) And then they've got, like, chin strap beards and (laughs) super detailed white stitched jeans. (laughs) We're the morning show. Affliction shirts, or is that does it not work? I feel like that is reserved now for our our favorite like mid market Steve-O in the bucket. Okay, it's more sportsy. Yeah, yeah. The Guy Fieri hair with like all the the beaded metallic bracelets. Everybody looks like Kevin Millar, but like two thousand two right. Kevin Millar, right? Like vintage, but, like, now. Ke- vintage Kevin Millar, right? Yes. Still and they soul patch, and they've got like the goatee with like the, the Fu Manchu type goatee. Mm-hmm. Just take it back to two thousand two, unironically. I probably do. No, but just by the clothes I'm wearing, it's probably the same. Oh, six three O's got it. They're Robin Hoods. They take from the rich and they give to the poor. Okay, that's not not terrible. We'll that be- is not terrible. And eight one five with the mascot for boiling high be time clocks. They punch in and punch time out. Outs. Yeah, but they spell it different. They, they, they spell it A-N. A-N, not E-N. Man. What are you laughing about now? We got to stop these tornadoes. <laughs> I seriously was laughing. Yo, what's up with these tornadoes? We got to stop them. I was seriously. What are we going to do? <laughs> I was on the escalator just crying, laughing to myself. A hundred percent texted Grody later and was like, I'm still laughing at this. In fact, I think I got a text from Grody now. And yes, I, I, I did. To be honest with you, I had no idea that Heat Wave was a top 40 song because I hear it on XRT all the time. Grody, I was really hoping that would be the open to your show today. Would have had something to do with our transition yesterday. Yes, you guys got there. Yes, we did, Grody. We got to the transition. I've heard that song a lot on top 40. That's where I've heard it. Some Sometimes you get a version that's got like a... Behind it, the plays on top forty, and then they and then they strip out the bass, and then it's on XRT. Weird. That that happened with with what is it like, like XRT? I didn't expect those songs to overlap. Sometimes they just do. Like for a while, it was that Gautier's "Somebody I Used to Know." Yeah, but that's alternative. Like the other stuff was that other song is not alternative to me. I don't know. I I'm, I'm not a music programmer, and I'd be a horrible one if I tried to be. I just know anytime I turn on XRT and it's something other than Houndmouth by Mackenzie, it's a win. Seven seven three says Kingslayer or Mackenzie by Houndmouth. I always, I always Kingslayers. Okay, I don't know what song you're talking about. You Is know, it it's, new? no, it's 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 one of those folky guitar. I like it's all these bands I can't tell apart, like the Lumineers, and and it's always fine and sort of full of water. It, it, it's it's fine. But you know, then, you don't sound real happy about then it. Then they'll give you a Iggy Pop lust for life, and then things are good for a Iggy while. Iggy Pop's awesome. Yes, uh, Iggy Pop was doing the whole leather pants thing before everybody else. He was. Yeah, somebody the- is really angry about Boylan, not Jim Boylan. 
the school boiling. What? Sir, this is a Wendy's. You need to settle down. What the hell? I have to say that. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? Or explain yourself. One of the two. It it also sounds like you're texting in Japanese t-shirt phrases. Which I don't mind necessarily, but we're going to need you to either use your words or. Yes, or take your meds. Okay, 773, that is a term we can't say on the air. Also, I was laughing to myself about inappropriate walrus. And members of inappropriate walrus. Yeah. Did you guys see the pictures? Of course. Did you see the pictures of Thor the walrus? It's enough to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Gross, but hilarious. You're not going to top that. See, you should have. Happy walrus is a thing. I, I was wondering if you if you were going to save that maybe for like a for the spring it on us on a Friday, but you you went right for it, which I respect. I mean, if you're sitting on that information, you have to share it. <laughs> and I'm still laughing at tornadoes. I'm still laughing. I'm like, what's up with all these tornadoes? It's crazy. Do you remember what we said about Patrick Williams yesterday? We said a lot of things. We do an hour and a half on the Bulls, and the game's only two hours. Yeah, that's true. But it, it was we, we did a little longer version on the Organizations Win Championships podcast about him not being shy about that three. Yeah, and yeah, w- yeah. And when he takes it's- it early, what it does to unlock other aspects of his game. And him just understanding what he can do as a rebounder. I think we were both shocked yesterday. How many rebounds did he have yesterday? Because he had some important ones. I'll tell you this. The Bulls out-rebounded the Nets at the half. And I was like, ooh, they might win this game. Yeah, he had some important ones. But he's only at four. And he can do better than that in 30 minutes of action. He's got to do better than that. He can do better. He's he's right at his career averages in in a lot of stats. And I'm like, nah, dude. You got more than this. We know. And that also kind of scares me because it's like that's not indicative of what we would if we would ideally like to see. Uh, let's look. Let's look at how many rebounds P. Will had. Vooch had twenty one and thirteen. Like Seven. I said, okay. like I said, Vooch is is been in a good place for me. The most the most important since we're here, the most important box score piece of this to me was also the fact that Patrick Williams, Demar Derozan, Vooch all score over twenty points. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, when you have three people who score over 20 and you get a lot of rebounds and look look how the magic happens. Isn't that neat? You know what one of my favorite... I rebounded him 46 to 34. One of my favorite plays in the game. It's just so professional NBA. And it's kind of a mundane play. But it was the Goran Dragic alley-oop to Derek Jones Jr. for the lay-in. And when and I watched it multiple times, but what's cool about it is they sort of felt their way through the play, where everyone knew what everyone is supposed to do. Jones rolls and jumps, and doesn't even know the ball has been passed to him, and just sort of intuited based on where the other defender was that it would be, mm. and it was. Sorcery. And he turned and it was there. He's like, oh, ball. And I'm already up here and I can be up here for a while because I'm Derek Jones Jr. So, you know, he can, you know, pour himself a cup of coffee and hang out in the air for a while. And he and he did, and it was just like one of those little things where you watch them on the way back down looking at each other like, Yup, you know, you, we we knew we could do that because that's what they're designed to do together. I didn't understand when they signed Goran Dragic because I was worried about what that meant for Lonzo Ball, and I've accepted that. And now I'm like, man. Am I glad they have that guy? Is Derek Jones Jr. still Jason's favorite? 
No, Javante's his guy. Oh, Javante Ja-va- was his guy. I don't know guy. what's wrong with Javante. He loves Javante. Loves, well, loves, Javante loves. Javante was injured. I know. It's just, it's too bad because he's, you know, it, it, it's a 28-year-old guy who's bounced around internationally and has maybe found himself solidly on an NBA roster and tries to dunk absolutely everything. I respect it. Joel Embiid did not play against the Pacers. Right. He played 38 minutes or 36 minutes against the Pelicans on January 2nd. Hmm. What's going to happen? Home game for them on Friday on the score. NBC Sports Chicago. I'm filling in for Jason. Oh, cool. I Also, in a game like that, where it's very easy to take Vooch for granted, what he did, he was critical to so much of what they did and so much, so much playing through him and playing inside out and having him not what I love when a big has a matchup advantage. Don't wait. Yeah. Get it and go, get it up there, get it to the basket. You know what? If you miss it, get the rebound and put it back in. And and he responded quickly upon touching the ball. I don't know if they've been working with him on that. Cause sometimes on the catch in the NBA, that extra beat, that little extra breath will allow for a lot of ground to be covered defensively. 100%. And and I, it looks to me like he's responding toward the basket faster off the catch. Well, that's that's part of that whole Billy Donovan hallmark, somebody's got to make the extra pass offense. That's that's a big part and, of and it. And then he did. Something's got to come out like a hot potato for one of them he, that, in order to find the extra piece in the rotation. And he did it in, in first half. There was a pass to Patrick. Williams, where it was just one of the little things where you feel that there was some intuitive offensive stuff going on again there. Feel the defender drop it in the pocket, and there he is. And that's that's set up by Patrick making that cut at the right time. If the only thing people take away from me talking about this bull season is that I hope they don't waste an excellent year of play from Nikola Vucevic when you're not probably going to have him later that's it. Like Vooch is, is being the person who he thought he was going to be. He's playing to the level that they expected him to play. And I just don't want to see this wasted. Well, it may be painful truth. You know what? Let's, let's talk about that painful truth when we come back. Because there could be something really good going on that has nothing to do with this year's team. You're listening to the hour and a half postgame show for a two-hour game on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Loots a pass in the paint off the hands of Claxton to Levine. On the runway to the rim and the finish with the right hand. I mean, each game, each game you step into is the biggest one. Then you move on to the next one. Um, you know, I think we're prepared coming into this one. We've had two two hard losses versus Cleveland where we thought the you know it could have went either way at the end. So I think this was a very good win for us to uh, you know keep moving forward. Yeah, the small victory, Zach Levine, is the fact that you don't have to wait for the two-minute report to come out to try to make you feel better or worse or both about your performance and the outcome. At least they kept it out of the hands of the referees in that regard. They were able to just sort of put it away and win the game. And that was nice. So here is the some of the painful truth about what they're doing. When guys are playing this well, maybe you're driving up trade value. I mean, it's hard to not be there with this team knowing that with that win, that takedown of a juggernaut of a team, they're still now only 10th in the Eastern Conference. They've been vacillating between 11th and 10th for the last couple weeks. I feel like that's been the spot in the standings, if not more. And Kelsey was right yesterday. That's no man's land. So what are you trying to do? And when you trade away the first-round picks that they traded – that's not the intention. You were supposed to do something. So, I don't know, man. They're still underachieving. It would be a quick self to get back assets that they gave up, but what do you do? February 9th is the trade deadline. And that is that is practically here in NBA terms. And you and sure, because once it starts, it starts even though the deadline is when it is, sometimes teams are going to try to beat you to the punch. And some of these contenders who are looking for help may do that, and you got to make some of these difficult decisions early. But it could just be that they're getting back on track and working together and reading the scouting report and knowing their personnel and helping the helper on defense. I actually think Zach did some good defensive things. Oh, yes. He really he, did. Yeah, and he was also, like you said, the help defense is a problem with this team. And I feel like there have been times where you've really seen it work in their favor when it is functional. And it just creates turnovers for other people, too. Like, like when you see the things that I've really enjoyed seeing Zach doing isn't just the scoring proponent of his game this year. It's it's seeing him facilitate by collapsing the defense, kicking it back out. If like Vooch is out on the perimeter, if Io's out on the perimeter, Patrick Williams, it's it's him being part of that chaos to create a turnover and go the other way. Just running back with people down the court. Like, I've really enjoyed that part of his game this season. And the trust when you've got enough shot clock. You've got the ball in your hands. You're the max player. You're the team's scorer. Whatever you are in your mind. It's the trust that that you could end up with the ball back and a better shot in that same possession. And that comes with knowing that your teammates are going to keep making the right pass and somebody else might collapse the defense. And once you get over the feeling of, if I give it up now, I'm not getting it back. If you know that if you move, 
if you cut and you move without the ball, that it will find you because you're the, the offense being run properly and you don't have to like, well, I, I guess it's not my turn this possession and not getting that thought out of your head. Well, and that was that was what we said all last season. Remember when we're like, is it your turn, my turn offense? Little did we know what a wonderful problem that was at the time. I, I miss those problems. But now trying to figure out who is facilitating. Yeah. Really, that's the that's the the initial issue. Like it starts at the point. Who's facilitating on what possession and how? Because they don't have a point guard. Correct. What's the direction? Where are where are you passing the ball next? Where are those rotations supposed to be? So I I mean, I think this is going to be something as long as Lonzo Ball is out, this is something we're going to have to discuss because I think they're having to discuss it, and you're seeing it try to be figured out on the floor. And Io's going to have to get in the gym and shoot threes. Io's got to get better. He has to. He absolutely Teams are leaving him open by design. And we knew this was coming when we saw what the Bucks did to them in the playoffs, and that was the plan. And they said if Io DeSumo is going to beat us with threes, you tip your cap to him. But he's not going to be able to beat us with enough threes to win four before we do. And that was their calculation by, by, by Budenholzer, and it was a good one. And we saw him miss two critical threes in the overtime in Cleveland. And, there's, and the Nets did the same thing. He has to knock those down. He has to knock enough of them down. I'm not saying he's got to shoot 44% from the corners like Lonzo did. No. But he, he has to be he has to be more than an afterthought. It can't be Randy Brown. It can't it can't be the guy that they say, Oh yeah, if he's out there, we're gonna double off of him immediately. I'm not willing to put that much pressure on him because I know who he is, but I will say this when he's at his best, and let's use the Bucks as an example, it's it's creating that chaos, it's getting that turnover, taking it down the court, and they're just going inside. Oh no, he was good. And finish and finish with the dunk. Finish with the most high percentage of high percentage shots. Let's just go there. Let's take the block out of the equation. Be okay with it. Like show out a little bit. But that's he chased down KD. I'm okay with him doing that stuff. I don't. I don't need him to be the three point. No, but he. But he, but he, he has to be. I know. In, in in these minutes, he played well. He's he's a good player. You want to diversify his offensive portfolio because if they're going to give him that look, then he needs no, to take I, it I, and, I just, and shoot it well. But that wrecks everything. If if there's if you're playing four on five, if the other team has decided that they're gonna they're gonna add a, essentially add a defender because if once you're out there, they're not going to worry about you. That's that's really destructive to what you're trying to do offensively. It allows them to have a disruptor back there. He 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 has to keep them honest, or you're in trouble. Be the secondary scoring option at the perimeter. Just make. Just don't let them leave you open, right? And because or other, make them pay if they do. Yeah, that's because I mean that's just that's basketball one hundred and one. Uh, we have somebody quibbling with you saying, Layla, you might be right about Iggy Pop, but Jim Morrison was wearing leather pants on stage when Iggy was still playing drums in a strip joint. That's fine. Is and that my true? Re- I don't know, but my reply was: Was Iggy even wearing pants? Often not. No, but I is Jim Morrison credited for being the first leather pants rock god? I think the fight over who was first to wear leather pants is a time-honored tradition that even occurs in music today. I will say that I saw a pair we were at a restaurant in 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 Mexico and there was a pair of leather shorts being worn that was really unfortunate. That's a thing now, leather, leather shorts. Sh- oh, was, yeah, was, they're super popular. Really? Mhm. That's not good because I think there there's there's certain Certain ways to to rock the old leather shorts that work, and certain ways that don't. What? It was just it was all kinds of wrong. 
I have so many questions. It, uh, it what just... if we phrase this in FM Morning Show? Where we like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> you saw these leather shorts and they were crazy. What was up with that? We got to stop these leather shorts. Leather shorts. Man, what song are we going to play next? I got to tend to my chin strap beard. I, I don't listen to enough of it to know how to satirize it well. I yeah I don't either, but I feel like we've got a good bit going. Where at least Grody and and us are laughing. I feel like Tanny was laughing a little bit. Poor Gabe, he's the reasonable one. I know he he was he was like kind of caught. Nobody in the, was in subtexting the... or subtweeting Gabe. Nobody. Eight four seven says the first guy to wear leather pants was Murph. <laughs> mm, explains a lot. Hey. I did it before Jim Morrison did it. And I, I'm talking about the Jim Morrison that played third base for the Sox. Yeah, you never even heard of Didn't him, know that I this bet. was going to turn into no, a thing, but whatever. No, I'm no. just filling in on this show. Yeah, yeah, lose it. Turn the mic off. It, it was the other Jim Morrison. I don't know what you're talking about there, sweet cheeks. It was, hey, yeah, you don't laugh either. You give it, like, Jerome, you take the rest of the day off too. Tired of all these people. You and Lawrence doing Murph that one day was pretty tremendous. Now, now come the serious leather pants people. As they just, they <laughs> just send, yes, my guest would be Elvis with the 1965 comeback special. Fine. The serious leather pants people. But wait, if it was Elvis, Jim Morrison was already like at the Whiskey A Go Go before 65, wasn't he? I don't Maybe know. Not. Maybe he wasn't. Because their debut album, the Doors' debut album was 68. Why is everyone saying Mike Murphy was first to wear leather pants? Well, because there was a whole leather pants what controversy where that that's that was <laughs> how the, many leather pants conversations can people have? Because that was the begin. That was one of the Terry made fun of him or something and made some line about him. Murphy was going to a, to like an S and M club or something, and that <laughs> that was like the the start of. Their first feud, like the first round of the of the that was back on Belmont, and that's like where some of it started. Because I, I I don't we're missing some feuds like that. No, they're so lame. Oh my god, they're so. What's lame. up no. with feuds? <laughs> Family, it, it's these feuds are crazy. <laughs> It's it's just no that that was one of the worst aspects. Murph of also wore silver pants, probably vinyl seven seven three. Are you talking about one of the uh, recording artists? The seven seven three says in Jim Morrison's biography, it says he wore the same leather pants for days at a time. Gross. <laughs> Eight four seven. Enough of the leather pants. Lose it. Oh, that's a Murph reference too. To the Gillette drop. Yeah. See. I got to embrace weird score more. Should we do a score tales just for fun tomorrow? Because it's, you know, that time of year and I'm here. Uh, we'd have to think about which one. Sure. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't know. We just gave people a bunch of hours to think about it. When we come back, I want, to t- <laughs> I want you to hear. What's up with this, this segment? It's crazy. We got to stop. These wild segues. Weird segues. Uh, <laughs> I, hate, I hate us today already. <laughs> Billy Donovan. You want to hear somebody being really, really sort of politically careful in real time. It was an exchange with reporters about Zach Levine's usage or lack thereof in endgame situations. And I think you hear Billy Donovan being very, very careful about what he's saying 
about a player who maybe we're learning can tend to be in his own head a little bit. So a coach has You and to... I would do the same thing in his position. Yes, we, we would do the same. Absolutely. You and I would be worse. Billy is very, very careful, and he wants to answer a question honestly while also taking care of of his stars. So you'll hear that when we come back next on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's empty. I knocked it over, but I didn't spill it. <laughs> Chaotic Dan. I'm sorry. I think the next two Ow. days. What? Now you're just banging it into things. It's a thermos. So I think uh, I'm sorry that the next two days are probably going to be a little wheels off. Is this a thermos or is this a travel mug? Well, I think it's, I, it's like me calling face tissues Kleenex. You know what I'm saying? A thermos is a very specific thing. A thermos Brand is like a, bu- it's a bullet-shaped thing. Where it's is not, that not? But, it's, but this is a cup. This has a you, you drink it. This isn't a, th- a thermos. You undo the cap and then you pour the contents into the, like the little red plastic thing. A thermos is a name brand. I understand that, but this isn't a name brand. This I got for buying tires. I know, but it's kind of like how people call face like I call it Kleenex. A lot of people say facial tissue. This is really nice. Something. I, I, I bought four tires for my wife's car. They gave me a travel mug. How cool is that? Ooh, what a win that is. <laughs> tires are good, and at least they give you something free. I got this, uh, This is uh, the Korean Starbucks milk bottle thermos. Korean Starbucks milk bottle thermos. Yeah, you can't, you can't buy this here. Oh, okay. Man, Asia has the coolest coffee stuff. Do they have the coolest thermos slash mugs? Yes. Travel mugs? Yes, they, so I, 150,000%, yes. I just don't, I, I, but a thermos can keep hot, hot, and cold, cold, right? Uh, in theory. I've never tried that with my travel mug. Here. Well, you should probably look on the bottom and it'll tell you whether or not it can sustain heatable liquid. Do I, not, don't pour it upside down in the empty. studio. Do not microwave. BPA free. Made in China. Doesn't say anything about that. Mm. Hand wash only. Hand wash only is big. Why? Because you don't want to put it in the dishwasher. But I don't put anything in the dishwasher. Because uh, okay. the, the coating will chip off because it's not heat resistant like that. Oh, I, well, I hadn't read that and I'm... Mine is also sure. do not microwave hand wash only. None of this is why you, you called. Win. No. Uh, Billy- What's up with all these thermoses? <laughs> I'm so sorry. We've lost it's, Layla. I, I'm going to be like this for the next two days. Will you I, make any adjustments? I decided to pick up not one but two extra What's sh- up with all these on my thermoses? day off tomorrow. Like I, I was laughing to myself all day Wait, yesterday. What you? So you're. Friday is typically my Saturday because I work Sunday through your Thursday. Day off, and I'm working here, and I'm working uh, at NBC Sports Chicago, filling in for Jason. When's the last time you had outside of like the vacation time, like like a like a, a being here and back having to back a day days. off or back to back days off? Oh, here like a weekend, like the equivalent of a weekend, where you you're not going on vacation, you're not taking vacation, you just have days where you're not working, where you can like. Go to Home Depot and get light bulbs or something. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. Seriously, it's been a minute. I think. Well, next week I will. Okay. Yeah. Were you but gonna- I just was like, ah, I'll fill in for infinity times ten, like ten and a half. So sorry, I'm really sorry. Billy Donovan had an interesting 
monologue yesterday before the game this came up and I just thought there's a lot going on in this when he was asked directly have you talked with Zach Levine about why DeMar DeRozan's numbers called more often in late game scenarios I don't think that's a fair assessment you know one is just going back to last you know couple games you know the the Cleveland game at home the the option was for him he was he was an option on the play. He's been an option on all the plays. You know, I think Demar maybe had mentioned, and you know, I understood where Demar was. He kind of felt like there was an opening for him in the Cleveland game at home to kind of, you know, get into a window in space. It's not like we're taking Zach and sticking him in the corner and just saying, "Hey, listen, stand there." He's been involved in all that stuff. Um, you know, I go back to maybe the shot Demar made, you know, against uh, New York. You know, at the end of the game, Zach was involved in the action. So we're putting him in actions. I, I, I think at times, you know, there was one pass, I think, that we made to DeMar in the middle of the floor against Milwaukee in regulation where Zach was coming off a kind of a wide screen where, you know, the inbounder kind of threw it to DeMar where, you know, we needed to have – a better awareness of how they're being, how how, how guys are guarding. Because what happens is, you know, when you're taking the ball to bounce and those two guys are options, and I'm not just putting it all on the guy inbounding the ball, but there's times what happens is sometimes the inbounder just totally try to pressure the heck out of the pass, and there's other times they'll take the inbound and run him off and try to run him to a guy. And they ran him to DeMar in Milwaukee. Zach could have had an opportunity. Like, we should have found him on that play. So although he maybe hadn't gotten the ball in those situations – it's not like he hasn't been involved. And Zach's always been a team player. I think he trusts DeMar. And I'm always going to incorporate him in actions where if he's open, we've got to give him the ball. I mean, he's that kind of player. But it's listen, I totally trust Zach. And I have no problem with Zach with the ball in his hands. I have no problem with Zach shooting the ball at the end of games at all. Um, but I also, you know, I think everybody here would totally agree with what DeMar has done at the end of games. has been pretty powerful. So if we just went to Zach all the time, right, you'd be asking me, you got one of the greatest closers. Why is DeMar not an option? So you got to somehow incorporate both of them. And then the inbounders got to really recognize how is the floor being guarded? What is the inbound play? Are they switching? Are they not switching? Because sometimes from side of the bounce, side of the bounce, they'll do different stuff. We do. You know what I mean? We'll do different stuff. We'll say, hey, listen, before the ball comes in bounds, we're switching all the action. And then we'll say, hey, listen, we're not switching until after the ball comes in bounds. So, you know, again, you have to incorporate those two guys and, and and we'll try to do as best we can. You know, again, you know, we got DeMar in the Washington game. He got fouled. There was no call. The Cleveland game, there was there was no call. He got fouled in the New York game on an N one that Zach was. I do think the Milwaukee game, we could have executed better in that situation. You know, um, and the the other option was I think we, we, Zach could have could have could have gotten a shot in those situations. You know, so again, I I, I have no problem. It's not like hey. DeMar's getting the ball every single time. This is what we're doing. No, that's not the case at all. You know, it's, it's, it's we've got to do a better job of reading how we're being guarded as well. Really just, just one more on this, and not to be a dead horse, but because um, they're, they're both elite scorers and they're, they're both involved, obviously, in actions. But how much, from your perspective, does DeMar's ability to get to the line at a higher rate than Zach and also turn it over at a lower rate than Zach play into your decision making? Yeah, I mean, I think all those things come, you know, come involved. You, you try to get DeMar to areas of the floor where he can create where, you know, he can create what you just mentioned, you know. And then there's other times where for a guy like Zach, you're trying to get him in space where he can catch the ball and, 
use his elite speed and ability to shoot the basketball and, and generate jump shots. So um, I do think Zach's got the ability to get fouled as well. Um, DeMar is very, very good in tight spaces. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, when, when you have a limited amount of time on the clock, it, it presents different challenges, you know, in those situations. Um, the unfortunate part, I think, in the Cleveland game was, you know, DeMar popped out, probably could have got a better shot off. I think him slipping up top probably caused a little bit of, 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 of a problem for him. Um, but it's, it's listen, I, I trust both those guys at the end of the game. I do, you know, and they're different, right? To your point, DeMar does do what he does, and Zach does what he does. I think both guys do both things at an, at an elite rate, you know. So I'm not in these situations going to the timeout and saying, listen, we're throwing the ball to DeMar. DeMar, you're shooting the ball. That's because you can't do that because you don't know how you're going to be guarded. You want to create some movement where both those guys are involved and then let them do what they do well. Wow. Okay. That was – and great follow-up, I thought, by Casey Johnson. Basically – what that tells me is he was expecting or waiting for Billy Donovan to bring up the idea of one guy is just better at getting fouled and not turning the ball over than the other guy, which would have been a pretty simple answer. Why, why does he get the ball at the end of games? Well, he's a great scorer. He's less likely to turn it over, and he's better at getting fouled. Isn't that why they got him to begin with? Part of it, sure. Yes. And the other thing I DeMar DeRozan, 100% yes. And what was cool about that, too, was he, the little vignette about switching everything and then not switching Mm. and and the timing of that. And that's why people and casual basketball fans can get really frustrated when there's a late game out of bounds play and the inbounder will slap the ball and wait and then call timeout. That's why. Because everybody involved wants to see if, in fact, they're switching actions before the inbound. Right. And then you take that off. It's sort of like a disguised coverage in football where you're showing a two deep, but you're going to roll it into a single high or you mug the A gap and then you call it off and you come back. It's no different than that. It was the Joe Prunty Atlanta baseline play. That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that. If you need, if you need the illustration, that's, that's one, but I, you know, I would actually, I would have to go back and see if they, if they did show something different. Before that, yeah, they were going to run a different play. Because that's what, what I'm wondering is if you if you showed an entirely different play on purpose once you saw what you thought the other team was going to do defensively. Bogdan was doing something at the top of the key. That was the red herring. That they just wanted to get your eyes over there, and they did. They got my eyes over there. I was like, "What's happening under the basket?" I don't know. Look at Bogdan Bogdanovich. He shot a billion threes today. Oh. Why is he game over? Why is he jumping up and down and waving sparklers? Oh, that's because I was supposed to look over there instead. It's because you bought a bottle at the club. What's up with that? Yeah. It's it's happening all day. <laughs> Some good news. It's just so good on the Buffalo Bills Twitter feed. They have just posted. Per the physicians caring for Demar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Demar has shown remarkable improvement over the past twenty four hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. Boy, that's huge. That is wonderful. His lungs continue to heal, and he's making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received. That's huge. And according to a report, he was able to squeeze the hand of a family member when asked to do so. 
and that is a that that's a a, a major marking point. Huge. That's 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 tremendous news. We have had to hear too many times in football this season about how the University of Cincinnati Medical Center is a level one trauma center, but I'm so glad they are. What wonderful news. And just to be there and to be at the right place for treatment like he was. And man, that is, that's a sigh of relief that you want to, you want to think about today. Yeah. He's not out of the woods yet, but it's, it's all good signs at the moment. You'll remember when we had Dr. Black on a couple days ago, he said the fact that he was under sedation and or in a medically induced coma was a good sign. Oh. Because he said that means that there's enough activity and, and and enough arousal that they had to tamp that down to lower his metabolic needs for healing. And usually it's scary. If you don't need to do that, he said that would be a real alarm bell because it would mean there wasn't enough brain activity to merit that. But not arousal like the walrus yesterday. No, would you? No. <laughs> No, not like the walrus yesterday. There's basically two things running in my head for the last 24 hours. One is transition with Yumi, Grody, and Gabe. And the other is inappropriate walrus. The, the His face was just so funny. I know. He just didn't care about anything. No, he had that look. He had the like, oh, yeah. <laughs> 815, what's up with all this wonderful news? I don't know. It's crazy. Cody yeah, you're already tired of the bit. I'm, I, I'm, poor Dan, you have to sit through for three I just, more hours. I just didn't think that you would you would do like a direct shift from good news about Demar Hamlin to Thor the Walrus. Both are good. <laughs> I know they're both they're both good. They're very different. I'm <laughs> both make you smile. Yes, indeed. Uh, we have Cody Westerland ready to join us to give us his thoughts on yet another <laughs> surprising Bulls upset win over an Eastern Conference likely playoff team. That's next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.